Welcome to the Worthy Bitch Podcast, the place where we discuss all things self-worth so we can stop living life as a victim and start living life on purpose. My name is Autumn. I'm your host and the creatrix of The Worthy Bitch. I am so excited that you have made the decision to embark on your Worthy Bitch journey. Now let's dive into ourselves. back to another episode of the worthy bitch podcast i am your host autumn i'm so happy you're here today today we are going to talk about doshas we are going to dive into all of the basics of the doshas the building blocks of understanding ayurveda and how to apply it to your life but first i just wanted to take a second and talk about a crystal or a stone that I am finding some assistance with today and I just wanted to share it with you guys. So I have the garnet stone here and it's a red garnet and it's very heavy. So it's like a very, very deep red. So the garnet stone is really good for grounding. It has a lot of root chakra energy It also detoxifies the blood and improves circulation. So I use it a lot when I have a lot of anxious vata energy that's flying around in my body. And it just kind of brings a sense of peace over me and helps me stay grounded and it pulls in that kapha energy. Um, I'll do a whole episode about crystal energy and all of that kind of stuff in the future. But I just, the way I like to describe the crystals is that it is a physical representation of the internal intention. So it's like doubling down and showing how serious you really are about what you're calling in to manifest. So whether that thing is something that's physically tangible or or if it's just like reinforcing an idea or a feeling, that is what the crystal does, the stone does for a lot of people to bring assistance. I actually used to work in a metaphysical shop and so I got to help people with this all the time and teach them all about crystals and how it was going to help them and all of those good things like sage and, you know, Palo Santo, all of that kind of stuff. So um, crystal grids are a great way to amplify that energy and to create a magnetic effect for your desires. So it's like a type of ritual and we'll go into that more on another episode that talks about crystals. Crystal grids are awesome. And um, really what I believe the crystals do, other than, of course, carrying their own unique gift of the energy, the healing energy that they have inside and that they amplify, but what I believe that they do is they give you something physical to believe in while you're waiting on the actual thing to come into fruition. So for me, I find comfort in a crystal such as garnet to help me anchor into the feeling of being grounded when I need groundedness so it just kind of I'm like oh boy I am feeling a lot of vata I'm feeling a lot of you know energy moving around inside of me and I need to pull that in and ground it so that way I can focus it and take action because if there's too much vata happening which you'll understand more after we go over the basics of them but if there's too much vata happening then it's really hard to be able to actually take clear action because you're so caught up in in the mind part of it that you're not in your body and so the garnet is something that's really good for bringing bringing that energy into the body and grounding it down so that way you're able to take that action. It can be a very helpful tool for someone who wants to become more intentional in their life. The crystals can. Um, I felt that they aided me more towards the beginning of my healing journey than they do now because I was learning how to believe in myself and the crystals really helped assist me in that it was like I was testing the waters of the ethereal realm and I needed something physical to help me make sense of it all Um, if you're curious about crystal energetics then definitely feel free to reach out to me all of my links are in the show notes and I would be happy to go over whatever questions you may have and answer them to the best of my abilities okay Now let's dive into the basics of the three doshas, the building blocks of understanding Ayurveda. So 
The three doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. So vata is ether and air. Ether is space, so air and space. It's the energy of movement, of like imagination. Pitta is fire and water, and that is the energy of digestion and metabolism. And kapha is earth and water, and it's the energy of lubrication and stability, right? So we usually just remember the three as vata is air, pitta is fire, and kapha is earth. So they each have their own time of the day. And it's really interesting to learn about the dosha times of the day and how to work with them so that way you can structure your days with the dosha times and that way you can really get the maximum amount of, um, you know, you can really maximize your time that way. So the vata time is from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. and the same at the p.m., 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And that's the dawn and the dusk time. So that's the time when you're going to feel a lot more creative energy flowing through you. You may want to go on a walk or do something um, to move that energy through you and to just take a step back from taking action and breathe for a minute and let those ideas and those thoughts and those, those, you know, all of that good stuff come through those downloads. So this is also represented by the season of autumn time of the fall when it's transitioning from the hot into the winter, from summer to winter, hot to cold. It's that in between, the seasonal transitions. We see it a little bit in spring as well, but it's generally more seen in fall. Spring is more of a kappa time and um, autumn is more of a vata time. It's a lot more dry, whereas spring is a lot more moist. Um, The pitta time of day Pitta is between 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. and the same p.m., 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So it's from midday and midnight time. So it's going to be like the peak of the heat of the day. This is the time you want to eat your largest meal of the day. This is when you have the most energy. Your digestion is the highest. You really just are ready to go. But you also do not want to overdo it. Like definitely don't plan a hot yoga class at lunchtime especially if you're a pitta and it is represented as i said before as the summertime kappa kappa is between 6 and 10 a.m and the same 6 and 10 p.m the early morning and the early evening that really yummy time where it feels like you're you're really just adjusting to you're getting ready for your day and you're feeling into it you're figuring out what you're wanting to do you're getting ready you're doing your self-care you're putting your makeup on and having your breakfast and those type of things that kappa energy and then after that moving into the action so it's like prepping so before that you're getting the ideas you're figuring out what you're going to do your to-do list and everything and then the kappa comes in at 6 a.m getting ready for the day and then at 10 a.m here comes the pitta taking action all of those good things so kappa also is represented by the spring and the winter that is when you know there's that a lot of that moist cool energy in in the environment So the doshas really show up everywhere in life. They show up in your age as well. So the kappa time is from ages 0 to 11. So when you're a child and you're really in touch with your emotions and with the earth energy and playing outside and and you know getting your hands in the dirt and you're not afraid to get dirty when when you're a child. And um, also, you're very, very in touch with your emotions. I mean, think about it. When kids are upset or something, you know it. They don't hide their emotions. They are very, they feel it fully in the moment. If a kid falls and gets hurt, they aren't going to take and try and suppress those tears and feel like, oh, I better just, everything's fine, everything's fine, don't cry, don't cry. No, they hurt, they feel it fully, they feel it for a few minutes, and then it passes, and then they, what do they do? Boop! They're right back up, ready to go. Boom, ready, keep going. Go do the same thing that made them fall and get hurt again the first time. So that's that kappa energy from ages 0 to 11. In touch with your emotions, in touch with your body. Really figuring out what it means to be a part of this planet. And to be a human. Alright, so then from ages 11 to 53 is your pitta. 
So Pitta is all about taking action. It's very career oriented. It's all about getting things done. So that it makes a lot of sense because that's from going into your adolescent years, like going into middle high school, graduating all through your your adult years pretty much until you're age 53 where you are building your life and making money and doing all of the things and going all of the places and, you know, really making things happen, making your niche in the world, finding your place. And then the Vata energy, but also going back really quick, the Pitta time from 11 to 53, we have to be careful not to get too, too Pitta because we have a tendency that's when we get stressed out a lot. Um, yeah. And then physical, um, ailments can start to appear and we want to make sure that we're taking as good of care of ourselves as we can during the kapha pitta time so that way by the time we hit age 54 the vata time 54 and above we are healthy that we have taken care of ourselves so the vata age 54 and onward is focused more on the creative side you're really trying to figure out what is life really about? You know, why did I come here? I've done all of these things and I've experienced all this stuff, but you know, why? And really taking all of those experiences from your life and sitting with them and letting letting yourself feel what that is like and connecting the dots inside your head. It's also a time for preparing for the next cycle. So whatever it is that you believe in, you're, you're, you're moving on to the next phase and whatever that is going to look like. And so preparing yourself, a lot of times you'll notice when someone gets older in age, their mind starts to go a little bit. And this has a lot to do with the Vata energy. There's a lot of the air. It's taking them out of their body. They're getting ready to leave their the Kappa when you're a child really anchored into your body and you're really feeling what it's like building that strength to be in your body. Well, by the time you're 54 and you've hit that Vata stage, you've already done all of those things. You've done everything that you've come here to do, hopefully, and you're ready to take that next step and move on to that next phase of, you know, to another life or going to wherever you believe that you're going to go next it's the body's way the mind's way of disconnecting of pulling out of the body and letting the spirit go and move on it's a very beautiful time actually all right so the different characteristics of the different doshas how they show up in the body so a vata body tends to be very um, a smaller build they can either be very tall or very short and petite Um, they're usually on the thinner side they have thinner bones thinner features Um, their face and their eyes may be a little bit more sunken in they don't have as much of that fatty tissue to really juice things up and to keep them looking lush Um, in the older years they probably are the ones that have more wrinkles as well because they don't have that fatty tissue to really keep the skin looking plump and young and um, they have a difficult time gaining muscle whereas pitta gains muscle very easily they are naturally athletic they have a medium build they have more of a stronger build than the vata the vatas tend to and when they're imbalanced have more like joint issues and stuff of that nature whereas pitta never really struggles with that stuff their body is physically fit and strong most of the time their issues tend to stem more towards like the digestion like being inflamed instead of having like the joint issues if they are to have a joint issue it would be more of an inflammation probably due to overuse or something of that nature kappa tends to have more of a larger frame they gain weight easily um, whereas pitta gains muscle easily and doesn't gain weight easily and pit and vata doesn't gain muscle or weight easily and if they do it generally tends to be in the midsection where as the kappa will gain weight a lot in their arms because they're literally like holding the weight of the world and they're carrying all of all of those burdens or those responsibilities on their shoulders and also in the hips and the thighs and the lower region of their body because it's grounding them into the earth and bringing that stability so that they're able to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders which is something they need to be careful of so let's talk a little bit about the gunas the gunas are the qualities so the dosha qualities the gunas so the vata gunas the vata qualities are dry light cool rough 
subtle, mobile, clear. Just like how like the fall time you see the wind is very mobile and cool and light and you see all the leaves on the on the ground and they're really dry and mobile and they're moving and everything feels subtle and there's this coolness, this clearness in the air that you can, it's very tangible, you can really feel it. Whereas the pitagunas are very hot and sharp and oily and they have a lot more of a liquid um sour they're mobile as well um but it's a different type of mobile where vata is mobile as in they don't really know where they're going they don't really have necessarily a direction it's just like the wind blowing the leaves around it's just like woohoo let's see what happens and where life takes us where pitta has more of a focused mobility like they are going somewhere specific they tend to have a poking one of their gunas is poking it's pungent penetrating burning um kappa kappa gunas are heavy slow dull cold cool oily smooth slimy and dense and cloudy and sticky and sweet those really good and also static So what they need to balance those gunas, why is it important for us to know what those gunas are? So that way we can keep our doshas in balance because I'll speak in a moment about the imbalances and what occurs in the body and in the mind when they're out of balance, but we have to be able to understand the gunas. And so whenever we see one of those gunas, those qualities showing up in our body, we can be like, oh, okay, I can see I'm having a lot of hot, sharp, oiliness going on in my body. Like I have a lot of acidity in my stomach. I'm getting heartburn after I eat. That never happens. My skin is breaking out and I'm my hair is all oily. I don't understand what's happening. Whereas if you understand Ayurveda and you're educated on the wisdom of the doshas, then you'll be like, oh, my pitta is out of balance and I have a little bit excess pitta going on right now. So I need to cool that off. I need to bring in some of that kapha, some of that vata, that cool, cold, you know, uh, heavy energy to, to cool me down. So what do the doshas need? I spoke a little bit about that just now, explaining the gunas, but what do they need? So if a vata is dry, light, cool, rough, those things, they need something that is warming. They need a stimulating, warming, grounding, building energy. Those are the gunas. Those are the qualities that they want to bring in to themselves. So it's more of like you want to almost balance vata with the qualities of the pitta kapha that vata doesn't have. And so you're taking from the others the ones that you need. You're like, oh, okay, I'm all dry and cold and like cracky. I need lubrication from kapha and I need warmth from pitta and I need the oiliness that comes from the both of them that can lubricate right so think about it that way pitta is as i said hot sharp oily those things so what do they need pitta needs calming cooling soothing hydrating kappa kappa is that heavy slow thick dense sticky energy and so you want to bring in energizing stimulating detoxifying warming qualities into the into the body in order to stimulate that kappa and to get it going we don't want to have if we have too much excess kappa that's when we'll see too many of those kappa gunas those kappa qualities showing up in our mind and in our body and so what will we do we'll counteract that in order to bring it back to balance so let's talk a little bit about that what that looks like first i want to explain what the doshas look like when they are imbalanced, like when they are balanced. And then I will explain what they look like when they are imbalanced, when they are not in balance, when they are out of balance. And um, give a couple little tips about how to bring them back into balance. I'm not going to go into too much detail here on how to bring them back into balance because I'm going to do a whole episode about the balanced versus imbalanced and how to find balance with the doshas and how like really detailed how to do that so we're just going to touch on that here let's see so the balanced mind a balanced vata mind is creative spontaneous it's resilient it's very adaptable 
uh, it's flexible. It's a quick mind. They think very quickly. They probably try to finish your sentences before you're able to even fully think about what it is you're trying to say, especially if you're a kappa speaking with a very vata person. Um, they tend to be emotionally connected and they're really in touch with their emotions, but they're not ruled by them. So they let their emotions come through them and they feel it and they, they dance with it, but they are not controlled by them. Whereas if they were out of balance, they might be. Pitta, a balanced pitta mind is very passionate. It is very intellectual, confident, competitive, emotionally intense. Kappa, balanced kappa mind is very calm, sympathetic, courageous, nurturing, loving, emotionally secure. Think mama bear energy. Somebody you want to just curl up on the couch with and watch movies all day and have those yummy snacks. Whereas Pitta, you would want to go run a 5K and then go somewhere and write out your business plan and pull a team together and you know read a book and then talk about the book and all kinds of crazy stuff whereas Vato would be really like oh let's go let's go to the park and walk around with the trees and see what we find and we'll just see where the day takes us it sounds like it's gonna be a great time it's like I think of Vato's very uh fairy like energy Pitta is more of like a like a uh elfish energy and, um, and then Kappa is more of like that, uh, that Hobbit energy kind of, they really love their home. They don't want to leave. I'm thinking about the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings for some reason while I'm, I'm doing these. I don't think that there's fairies in Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But yeah, that Kappa energy is really Hobbit-like. It's really grounded and they really make their home special and they're all about good food and family and community and bringing people together and relationship. And that's all that really good balanced Kappa energy. All right. So when a when the mind is out of balance for a vata person, what does that look like? How does that show up? It shows up as anxiety. It shows up as panic. You're living in the future. Anxiousness comes from living in the future and focusing on the things that you you don't have any control over right now. Some you're just you're just in the future and you're anxious about getting there. You're always looking to tomorrow. Um, it shows up as fear and insecurity ungroundedness you're scared to take that leap you have all of these ideas you don't trust yourself a lot of autists have a hard time trusting their self their ideas because they have so many things going through their mind all of the time and they might have taken action on things when they're not assessing their mind and they're not having discernment with their mind where they need to bring in that kappa energy so they can really sit and ground with that idea and those things that are flying through their heads so they can feel through it and really see what's meant for them and what they want to do and what they don't want to do and live authentically to themselves so that they can trust themselves and their actions instead of acting so spontaneously which is one of their good qualities is the spontaneity but you don't want to go out of balance and be too spontaneous where it's causing you to be insecure in yourself and your decisions and then that brings the fear the ungroundedness you know vatas also tend to have a poor memory think airheadedness people like you have a lot of air in your head there's nothing for anything to hold on to and so everything just flies right out you can't remember anything especially long-term memory Vatas tend to be a little bit better at remembering short-term than long-term. Okay, a, a out-of-balance pitta mind. How does that show up? It looks like anger. Pittas tend to be the ones that suffer from hanger. Like, you know, when you're so hungry that you're angry? Yeah, that's usually a pitta. They are, those are your friends that they want to eat every day at the same time, every single day. And when they're hungry, you know about it and you better get them food right away or it's going to be really terrible for you and everybody involved. And then it's like, that's like what those Snickers commercials are made out of for, for people, for pittas. It's like, oh, you know, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Eat a Snickers. And then all of a sudden they're like perfectly fine back to normal. That's, that's the Pitta energy. They need, they need what they need when they need it. Especially when they're out of, especially when there's too much Pitta happening in the mind. They can be critical. They can be overly vocal. They can tell you things in a 
they don't see things from a compassionate side when the when the pitta is out of balance um, they tend to be on the jealous side and they also get really impatient and agitated and irritable really easily so if you notice that you're having some of that appear in your mind then you might want to start bringing in some pitta balancing qualities which i will tell you about an imbalanced and out of balance kapha mind would look like um, oversleeping, lethargy. So being really tired, it shows up as attachment and depression. So living in the past, depression is living in the past. So your friends that, you know, kappas are very structured, not structured, not structured as the way that pittas are, where it's like Google call you every five minutes to make sure that everything's confirmed for 2.15 today. And if, you know, 24 hours notice and all of those things, it's not like that. It's more of like they have their routine and they stick to it. They want to do the same things every day at the same times in the same ways with the same people. And if their routine gets out of balance, then they get really uncomfortable with life and they might start to get you don't really want to make a pitta upset, in my opinion, especially if their other dosha is, I mean, a kappa upset, especially if their other dosha is pitta. <clears throat> and it also shows up as putting others' needs ahead of their own, where that is a balanced kappa quality as well. It also can easily go out of balance. So kappas usually tend to put others' needs ahead of their own. This can cause resentment towards people. They need to be very careful. It's important to always take care of yourself and not putting everybody else ahead of yourself and not allowing yourself to be cared for. And then you suffer. You don't want to suffer and then, you know, build resentment to the ones that you love when they're the Kappa family is everything to Kappas and greed. Kappas can tend to get really greedy. That's the attachment side. When Kappa is out of balance, it's very holding energy. It's a very stubborn energy. Like they don't want to let go. They don't, they don't want to change, lack of change. If you notice that you're having this, try varying up your routine a little bit. Try giving yourself, bringing that flexibility in because Kappa doesn't have a whole lot of flexibility. Kappa is very stable and grounded in their ways and that's a beautiful thing, but they also have to be able to learn how to go with the flow and roll with the punches because life cannot be structured every second of every every day and when they bring in that spontaneity and that vata energy into their life and they break things up and they bring that very variability into their days, then that is where the excitement happens. That's where the magical things happen. Kappas tend to get stuck in a rut. They're not doing new things and then they don't understand why they're feeling depressed and stuff because they're stuck in their rut. They need to pull themselves out of their rut and get active in different ways. It's really good for kappas and vatas to be friends with each other because the vata friend has a lack of routine altogether, usually doesn't even know routine. What does that even mean, you know? Whereas the kappa is extra routine, so they would want to, the vata friend will really pull the kappa friend along to be like, come on, come on, let's go do all these new things. Cool, yeah, yeah, look over there, there's something shiny over there, let's go see it. Whereas the kappa would be like, hold on, wait a second, just breathe first. Hold on, I need to take a, I need to take a rest. Do we have any snacks? Do we have everything that we need, you know? So it's a really good balance there. One of my best friends is very kappa and she really helps put me into check every time we get on the phone. Uh, I answer the phone and I'm like all, I, I have a lot of vata and pitta in me and barely any kappa. And so I answer the phone and I'm like, hey girl, how's it going? Da, 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 da. And she's like, oh, things are going well. I'm really working on healing and the family's good and I'm like it brings me down and I'm instantly grounding into that energy and I'm just like oh okay let me slow down for a second it helps me drop back into my body and I really cherish our friendship for that reason all right so an out of balance vata body what does that look like how does that show up when a vata is out of balance they tend to have shakiness chills they can't hold on to heat. Vatas have a hard time holding on to things. It's just air and space. There's nothing to hold on to anything. So they get really shaky and cold. Um, bloating and gas, when there's nothing to ground that air energy, it's just all up. And so it's too much air. It's too much wind in the body. And so it causes bloating and gas. 
poor circulation. There's no heat. There's no groundedness. There's nothing to be pushing that circulation through your body. That's a very warm energy. Your blood pulsing through. That's a very um, rajas thing. That's a pitta. Pitta qualities. Blood. Um, Vata imbalanced. Out of balance, Vata body tends to suffer from headaches and migraines. This can show up as uh, a mental thing as well. It should probably actually be in that section. It comes a lot, in my opinion, from improper thought patterns. So headaches and migraines are something that I've suffered with a lot in my life. And I have found that when I'm using my mind improperly and I'm running myself in circles or I'm letting myself think about things that are negative or just things that don't make me feel good, that is when I'll end up with a headache or a migraine or I will be in a lot of pain because my head is literally hurting from the things that I am thinking. I'm literally physically hurting myself from hurting my feelings, hurting your own feelings. So that's how what I believe that headaches and migraines stem from a lot of times, especially for vatas. Hormonal issues. Vatas tend to suffer from hormonal issues, imbalances, amenorrhea, which is the loss of your cycle. They, a lot of times there's so much dryness in there, it dries everything up. Cycle is a very, your moon cycle, the period is a very juicy thing. It's very liquid. I mean, think about it. It's a flow. It's literally a flow. And so when you don't have anything flowing through you, you're just full of wind and space and air it literally just blocks everything up. It also shows up a lot as um, constipation. A lot of times there's, there's, no, there's no lubrication or anything to be pushing the, the elimination out of your body. And so you get really constipated. Um, dry hair, skin, and nails. Vatas are very, very dry. As we spoke about earlier about the gunas, it's very dry energy. So you always will be oiling up Vata's skin and hair and nails. Drink oil. If you put coconut oil on or, you know, the best oil for a Vata is the sesame oil. If you're very, very Vata, especially in the wintertime, sesame oil is very warming, very grounding. Um, Put a lot of that on. If you notice when you're putting your oil on and it's just drinking it up, it's basically gone as fast as you can put it on. Then you know that you have very Vata skin. Pitta, an out-of-balance pitta body, shows up as inflammation. There's no surprise there. Pitta is fire, inflammation, fire, flames in the body. This can show up as arthritis. So a lot of things that show up as physical ailments in the body are due to inflammation and mucus. Inflammation is a pitta imbalance, kapha our mucus is a kappa imbalance. And so a lot of things are stemmed from that. Mucus holds on and it's very sticky. And so it holds the inflammation in, in place and it just helps it like breed and, and grow there. And it can't move through like how with the vata coming in, moving, moving it through. It can't do that. And also there's not enough water from the pitta and the kappa to keep it cooled off and to keep it keep things flowing except for the kappa has too much water it's just sticky water right so it shows up as inflammation as arthritis as ulcers as heartburn as acid reflux as being hot all the time as having a really strong smelling sweat because you're hot all the time and you have too much toxin in your body too much heat in your body and it's trying to get the heck out of there like Cool, cool it off from the inside out. Pitta is the only one where I would recommend actually drinking like cooler water. Still probably not ice water, um, but cooler water. Whereas a vata, you would never want to recommend a vata to drink ice water or cold water. Vatas do the best and kapas as well because they need that stimulation of drinking warm water. Whereas pittas need a little bit cooler water, room temperature water. Pittas can get away with having the smoothies that are not icy smoothies, but they're just blended fruit smoothies. Pittas get away more with eating raw stuff. So if you're having a lot of inflammation, arthritis, or where your joints are feeling really inflamed and they're swelling and they're hurting a lot, ulcers, heartburn, acid reflux, if you're always hot all the time and sweaty and you don't know why, your pitta is probably out of balance. You are probably inflamed. Pay attention to the things that you are eating, which we were about to speak about, how food plays a massive role, but pay, pay attention to those things and learn how to, 
to use the opposite gunas, the opposite qualities from the other doshas to balance that out. So that way you're not in pain anymore. You don't want, nobody wants to be all inflamed and hot. The last way that it tends to show up, I mean, it shows up in millions of other ways, but the last way I want to share is it shows up as oily skin and hair in pitta. Pittas tend to have a lot of oiliness. All right, the out of balance kappa body. Out of balance kappa body shows up as, like I said before, mucus, mucus, congestion, heaviness, you know, coughs and colds. Uh, the, the seat of kappa is in the chest. Vata is in the um, womb space. And pitta is in the where your stomach is and your abdomen, where the agni is digestive fire. So that's where each one of those lives and that's where their imbalances will tend to show up. <clears throat> and so not only will it show up as the coughs and colds and congestion and mucus, it will be a heaviness, a lethargy. Um, you'll have cold hands and feet. It'll be like a clamminess, so a cool wetness. You know what I mean? If you've ever had clammy hands or feet, you know it's like they're almost sweaty, but they're cold, and it's really odd. It's that cold, wet, very, very kappa quality there, very kappa gunas. Um, a lot of kappas have thyroid issues. That's why it leads to them gaining weight a lot of times. They tend to have a slower digestion, which also impacts their weight gain. And whereas vatas tended to be more constipated, pittas tend to be more having loose stools and diarrhea, and then kappa have very slow, sticky stools. So if you notice things aren't flowing right, if you're having too much flow, not enough flow, things are being sticky to yourself or to the toilet, then you know that there's some imbalance going on there and you can base what you need to do to bring it back into balance based off of which one you're experiencing, whether it be the vata, constipation and bloating and gas, pitta, diarrhea, loose stools, and you know, probably even a burning sensation sometimes when you use the bathroom. And then the kappa is the really slow, sticky uh, bowel movements. And let's talk about how food and the tastes affect the doshas. So in Ayurveda, there are six tastes. There is sweet, sour, salty, bitter, astringent, and pungent. And each one has its own qualities, its own gunas, and each dosha is pacified by certain tastes and is aggravated by certain tastes. So what that means is the tastes that pacify a vata, for example, would be sweet, sour, and salty. So that would make your vata come down. So if you're having too much vata, you would want to have sweet things like sweet potato or you know, something sweet like oats or oatmeal. A lot of breakfast stuff is sweet, sweeter flavors. Tam tam no, that's a sour flavor. Um, sour, so tamarind, like a pad thai type of thing is like a sour, you know, limes, lemons, those things, and salty flavors. Salty has a, a stimulating effect and it actually increases your your hunger it makes you more hungry and so um, that's good for vatas as well because vatas tend to not eat very much they can go a long time without eating I think of vatas as like birds like grazing like okay they have a couple bites over here a couple bites over there and they're usually standing or moving or driving or doing something while they're having their granola bar or their pack of crackers which is absolutely the worst thing for them to have it's very important for vatas especially to have a very grounding like I'm like we spit like we said the pacifying sweet sour salty foods and to really sit and give themselves that time to enjoy their meals and to be present with their meals and not to do anything else while they're eating it's very very important especially for vatas never stand while you eat any dosha especially vata so the pacifying tastes for pitta are sweet, astringent, and bitter. Astringent is like a raw veggies. It's like when you have that, you bite into something, it kind of leaves that like dryness in your mouth a little bit. So it's like a raw veggie, like a celery um, or, or like a green banana or something, you know, when you bite into it and it leaves that like that dry, puckery almost without being sour flavor on your mouth. 
that's astringent and then also bitter so um for pittas they need that sweet astringent bitter flavors to calm them down and for kapha the pacifying tastes for kapha are pungent astringent and bitter so they're going to want to eat if you notice pungent only shows up for kapha's kapha pungent is a very stimulating um taste so it shows up as like garlic onions mustard or hot spices stuff like that is very pungent flavors so kapha needs a lot of that to get them going to get that stimulation going in their body astringent again we talked about like the raw veggies the green bananas the celery those type of things and the bitter bitter flavors leafy greens brussels sprouts asparagus those types of things and um it's important to always be making sure that the food is cooked. I said that the pittas can get away more with eating a raw diet with like salads and stuff in the summertime. Um, but the other vata and kapha want to make sure that they're only eating a, a cooked warm diet because they're already very cool as it is. And so for vata, it's important to have like a little bit of an oiliness because they are so dry and to bring that lubrication, that, that kapha energy back into them. And so really warm, soft, think like stews and curries and stuff of that nature is super good for vata, uh, whereas kapha would benefit more from probably like some steamed veggies with like brown rice and stuff like that. And, and vata does really well with like root veggies, think grounding, comes out of the ground. Um, kapha is more of like warming so I, I like to think of kapha as more of like eating like peppers and stuff like that to, to stimulate and then pitta would be more of like the cooling nature um, I think like hanging fruits avocados apples those types of things Alrighty, and I just wanted to quick touch on a couple of essential oils that are my favorite for for using for the doshas which are tridoshic so for something to be tridoshic means that it works really really good for all of the doshas so it has gunas it has qualities that are beneficial and they do not push one out of balance or anything they're good for all of them so i mean okay I have three, but four really. So the first one is frankincense. Frankincense is by far my favorite essential oil. It is good for everything. It is one of the highest vibe oils. It, I put it on my third eye in the morning time per recommendation of my friend Megan, which is amazing. She is like the doTERRA queen in my eyes. And she was like, put it on your third eye in the morning. And it's literally incredible. I can feel it activating immediately. Um, I diffuse it all the time. It is beautiful. It opens your third eye and it just like gets you, gets you going in the morning. Okay. Peppermint. Peppermint is good for vata, pitta, and kapha. Good for vata because it aids in concentration. Peppermint, if you can think back to when we were in school, a lot of teachers, I know for myself, would give out peppermints whenever we would have tests, especially really important tests for like the state and stuff like that. And that it was to help activate our brain and to help us concentrate and to do better and make them look better because we made better grades. Um, peppermint is also good for pitta because it's very cooling. So peppermint is one of those hot oils that cools you down. So that's really good for, for pitta because it pulls that heat out and it brings that, that calming, cooling energy in. And it's good for kapha because it's very stimulating and energizing. Peppermint is one of those things like when you brush your teeth in the morning and you get that peppermint going on the inside, you're like, okay, shoot, yeah, I'm ready to go today. I got this peppermint and like it really wakes you up in the morning. One of my other favorite essential oils that I like to use tridoshically is sweet orange or really any type of citrus, but I really, really love the sweet orange. For vata, so really it's good for all of these. I mean, it's really just sweet orange is amazing. If you've never had essential oils before you really don't know what you're missing out on sweet orange is really just one of those things that it just makes you feel happy and I've seen a lot of companies um putting 
sweet orange as like their happy blend is like mainly orange and citruses citrus is really just especially for vata they're very uplifting for the mood um sweet orange is really good for aiding anxiousness so it's calming down the anxiousness and bringing in those good feelings it makes you have like a happy happy feelings you know instead of feeling anxious and getting caught in in that negative space it kind of pulls you out and you smell it and you're like oh. my favorite way is really to diffuse oils but i love applying them topically and taking them internally and stuff as well but diffusing them is my favorite way I literally diffuse oils all day every day (laughs) and at night all the time especially gosh I could talk about it forever but especially during like COVID times I felt so much better diffusing tea tree and on guard and oregano and peppermint and frankincense and all of those things every single day I mean I've I've been doing it forever but it just made me feel so much better and gave me such a peace of mind for breathing in all of this air when we were so scared you know a lot of people still are you know not wanting to breathe in the air it really just helped me eliminate that fear in so many ways I felt so much better knowing I had my oils my one of my favorite most important tools in my tool belt Okay, so sweet orange is really good for pitta as well. For vata, we talked about uplifting the mood and calming the anxiety. Well, for pitta, it does a similar thing, but in reverse. So it tends to soothe. Sweet orange is very soothing. It brings that happiness in. It gets rid of anger and irritability. It's kind of hard to be like all angry and irritable when you have beautiful orange citrusy smells wafting all around you. It really it's powerful. And for kappa, sweet orange and citruses are very stimulating and energizing, same as peppermint, letting them and in, in inviting them to get going in the morning. I actually made some um some homemade surface cleaner yesterday and I used water, a little bit of white vinegar and peppermint and sweet orange oils and I will tell you what I actually love it more than the brand that I bought from the store that is supposed to be like natural and stuff. It left a lot of streaks all over my counters. I have like white quartz counters that left streaks all over it whereas this essential oil homemade cleanser smelled incredible did not smell like vinegar it smelled like peppermint like sweet peppermint it was so amazing and it did not leave any streaks on my counters whatsoever I don't know why I haven't been making it the whole time it's incredible it's basically water it was so cheap to make I already had the everything it's amazing um lavender so lavender is a good oil I think I will actually put that recipe down in the link below for those of you who are interested. It was like a one and three quarters cups of water, a third of a cup of vinegar, and 30 drops of essential oil of your choice. I just chose the peppermint and sweet orange, but I'll put it down below so you can get it. All right, so lavender is the last one of the tridoshic oils that are my favorite. So it's really good for vata. Lavender has a very calming, soothing effect on the nervous system. It's really good for, I know you've probably seen lavender used for sleeping, for like lavender, chamomile tea, those things. It is amazing for calming and soothing the nervous system, which is so desperately needed by vatas. Lavender is good for soothing inflammation in the mind and body for pittas, which is what they really need is they tend to just suffer from inflammation so easily because if that fire gets pushed a little bit too much, then it's going to cause them some serious problems, which usually show up first as like loose stools or um, heartburn, things of those nature. And then, you know, it does show up a lot as anger and irritability. And the lavender is really good for all of those things. It can really bring it down, bring it down. I love, as a vata pitta myself, I use lavender all the time. I use all of these <laughs> almost daily. Um, but I use lavender all the time. And if I find myself getting especially anxious and irritable, I will put it all over my stomach. And I'm telling you, it helps so fast. And having lavender um, chamomile tea before bed just really helps you just lull right off into sleep. Put some lavender in the diffuser and boom, out. I love to add a little bit of tea tree with lavender. Okay, and for kappa, lavender is really good for being able to relax and let go. So kappas have a hard time letting go as we've talked about. And lavender is good for letting them just release what's no longer serving. And it also aids in depression and helping them pull themselves out of that really rigid holding 
holding holding energy and helping them let go so there it is very beautiful all those beautiful beautiful oils if you don't know about essential oils i am going to do an episode all about essential oils and the doshas but i have a um, free workshop coming up on the 22nd and it is all about the doshas and doTERRA and so it's all about using the essential oils for your dosha to bring into balance to bring in all the different gunas the different energies that you want we go over a full breakdown of tons of different oils that can be used for all types of different things and talk about all the good fun yummy things and it is going to be a beautiful time we're going to learn so much and share our experiences and I just cannot wait to see you there I will connect the link down below for you to sign up and as I said it is completely free and if you are interested in trying to get some new oils for yourself if you're curious or if you just need somebody to get your oils from I am a doTERRA rep and I would love to talk to you my links are down below for my doTERRA account so hit me up let me know what you be needing what kind of questions you have I love hearing from you and I cannot wait to hear from you and speak with you and share and grow and learn ah it's beautiful. So exciting. I love you guys so much. Y'all have a great, great rest of your day and I will talk to you later. I have a question for you. Are you always searching for holistic ways to heal your ailments? I know, girl. Me too. Well, I am so excited to share something with you that has honestly changed my life forever. Like seriously, I'm never going back. Have you heard of essential oils? If you haven't, then my next question would be, have you been living under a rock? Essential oils have helped me in so many ways. I cannot even mention them all here, but I will tell you my faves. I started using essential oils because I have suffered from migraines since I was 12, and I've always hated taking migraine medication. Anyone who's taken it knows that it's almost as bad as the migraine itself. It leaves you feeling all woozy and out of touch with reality. And the only thing that you want to do is sleep, like for the rest of your life. Ew. Well, my mom introduced me to peppermint essential oil, and I cannot even remember the last time I had to take one of those nasty little pills to hopefully ease the pain. I just put a few drops of essential oil on my head and neck, and within seconds, I'm feeling relief. And... I even put it on my tummy because it has very powerful anti-nausea effects. And if you have ever had a migraine, then you know how nauseous you can be from them. And I have to mention tea tree oil here because it's been a lifesaver for me during these COVID times. I've been diffusing it constantly to keep the air purified in my apartment. It gives me so much peace of mind because even just breathing comfortably can feel a little challenging these days. If you want to learn more about the magical powers of essential oils and how they can help you heal in your life, then scroll on down to my doTERRA link in the show notes. There you will learn all about what essential oils are, how they work, and how to use essential oils to change your life. And feel free to reach out to me on social with any questions you may have. I look forward to seeing you there. And if you loved this episode, I would love if you could leave me a review on iTunes or you can find me on Instagram at The Worthy Bitch or YouTube at the same handle. My email is theworthybitch at gmail.com with a period instead of an I in the word bitch. So that is theworthybtch at gmail.com. And stay tuned for my website that is currently in the making. I love to connect with you and hear from you, and I look forward to meeting you very soon. Have a great day, chicasita.